Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, follow the Bitcoin. Twitter hackers are cashing out. Hester Pierce says the SEC was wrong going after Telegram's ICO. And in our main story, Tether is set to overtake Bitcoin in another important metric. All coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, everybody. Welcome back on this Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. I don't know if you guys know, but I organized quite a bit in my small town. And yesterday, I organized a professor from the Ohio State University to come and give us a lecture on redlining. And I learned a lot. And there's a link down in the show notes from Richmond University that they compiled a lot of data from redlining across the country. So if you want to know about your town, your district, your city, your county, and how segregation happened in your town, please click that link in the show notes. And like anybody in the blockchain space, as soon as I heard about this and I was going through this lecture, I was thinking, how could blockchain change or help this situation? Well, for the data itself, I was hoping that it never gets destroyed or manipulated. So we can always look back and look at the history. So, of course, store it on the blockchain. So it's decentralized, never can get lost and also never get hacked. Maybe a redline data NFT token. And for the future, of course, it's controlling your money. Make sure that your money is your money, that no bank, no government, no entity, no public-private partnership can tell you where, when, how you can buy your home. If the system is broken, you need tools to break it. And maybe, just maybe, Bitcoin and blockchain, cryptocurrency are those tools. Tools to the people, for the people, by Satoshi Nakamoto. Now to the crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And we're up and down ever so slightly across the board. I'm recording this at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Bitcoin is sitting at $9,329.37, down 0.55% from this time yesterday. Ethereum is at 243.69, up 0.1% from yesterday. Litecoin is at 43.49, down 0.4% from yesterday. Bitcoin Cash is at 230.77, up 0.3% from yesterday. And XRP is at 19.8 cents, down 0.7% from yesterday. My mom called me the other day and she said, Matt, should I get some XRP? I'll keep you informed to what happens. In our main story today, we're going to catch up with our old buddy, Tim, who is the news editor for Decrypt. And we're going to talk about Tether hitting another important metric. Tether, the stablecoin shroud in mystery, shroud in conspiracy, and is probably one of the most important cryptocurrencies on CoinMarketCap. Let's go over to Tim. Tim, welcome back to the store. Store? Where the f*** am I talking about? (laughs) hell. What what store are we at? Mate, you got to let us speak. Tim, welcome back to the show. Son of a <laughs> you, that, Tim, you can wh- introduce me as that if you want. And today we have a son of a bitch, Tim Copeland. Everybody welcome in. Applause. <laughs> Tim, welcome to the show. I saw a very interesting article come across my desk this morning. Tether is said to overtake Bitcoin 
Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, man. So Tether is getting closer to overtaking Bitcoin when it comes to the average amount of money being sent over the blockchain per day. So it's within about $100 million, which seems like a lot. But when you're talking in, in the realm of $2 billion, they're actually getting surprisingly close. And it looks like within the next month, Tether will overtake Bitcoin and more value will be transferred over the Tether network than Bitcoin if, if the trend continues. And why, why is that important? And I'm going to assume here it has something to do with Tether and the rumors that Tether is being is used to prop up coin value or maybe inflate different coins values. Is that Am I correct with that? So that's certainly that's been alleged by like a paper and a lot of rumors, but I I don't think that's why it's interesting. I think what's really interesting is that it shows how much the industry is dependent on Tether. Like Tether has a really big role in the industry, which is which is very dependent on it. There are a couple of couple of key metrics now where Tether is leading in the industry. For example, it has the most trading volume out of any coin. Um, and if this trend continues, it will, the most amount of value will be sent over the Tether network. So these two statistics will kind of position Tether as arguably the biggest cryptocurrency. Uh, the, the kind of common metric that's normally used to compare coins is market cap. And obviously, Tether's market cap isn't near Bitcoin's yet. I mean, it's ranked third, but it's still a long way off. But it's unfair to kind of compare the market cap of a normal cryptocurrency with the market cap of a stable coin because their values are fixed. What is a stablecoin? A stablecoin is a cryptocurrency that has its value pegged to a fiat currency. The way this is often achieved is that a bunch of, say, US dollars are kept in a vault and the same number of dollars are issued as the stablecoin. And then people trade them and send them over the blockchain and treat their value as though it's fixed to the dollars that are kept in the bank, although it can be any other currency. Uh, and that, that's how the system largely works. Right. So I just pulled up coin market cap right now, and it looks as though it's it's reporting that Tether's 24-hour volume is at $18.7 billion compared to Bitcoin's, which is $15.3 billion. You've confused a couple of things. Tether has had more daily trading volume than Bitcoin for a while now. We're now talking about average transaction volume on chain. Okay, okay. So we're talking about the amount of money that has been sent over the Tether blockchain in the last 24 hours. So this is, if you if you totaled up all of the transactions that everyone's made using Tether in the last 24 hours, and then you compared that to the price and added up the amount of value that's been moved over the blockchain that's the average transaction value um, and that's Got different it. from trading volume trading volumes is just how much people are trading on exchanges it's not that doesn't correlate with on-chain volume understood understood so in your opinion what does this actually mean for stable coins it, for me what this is saying is we think that uh cryptocurrency or a digital form of uh, of money is very important to say hedge against the Fed, hedge against the banks, but we necessarily don't really have a lot of faith in some of these other cryptocurrencies besides maybe Bitcoin. But we really want to just put our dollar to dollars, but get it away from the traditional banking systems. Am I correct with that? There's a few things to kind of dissect there. I think people definitely go to Bitcoin to kind of hedge against the system, whereas Tether has a lot more purposes. Partly because people want to. They don't want a volatile currency when they're trading and, and for other things. And it's kind of cheaper to send around. But people don't hold Tether as a hedge against the financial system because fundamentally Tether is centralized. 
like the tether company can freeze any of the 10 billion dollars worth of coins at any point that's where it's very different from bitcoin because nobody can freeze your bitcoins so it's an entirely different type of thing it's an entirely different technology in a way uh, or or rather an entirely different use of the technology but i think i think what's interesting is that the industry is becoming increasingly reliant on a centralized coin for several reasons including kind of convenience and uh, my question is, is how dangerous is that for the industry? I guess the natural next question is, is there a decentralized stablecoin? Yeah, uh, there's DAI, uh, which runs on the Ethereum blockchain. But I mean, there's no, I wouldn't say there's a truly, truly decentralized stablecoin. I mean, even with DAI, it involves third parties that I think currently are exchanges and they help with the kind of redemption and issuance process. I don't believe there is a completely 100% decentralized stablecoin. I think there are elements of centralization, even in the kind of the most decentralized stablecoins we have. But definitely DAI, I think, is one of the most decentralized out there. I would assume that it would be very hard to have a decentralized, 100% decentralized stablecoin as all your stablecoin value would have to be backed by some sort of fiat currency. So therefore, there has to be a custodial service for that fiat currency and some kind of a way to uh, gauge and tether, no pun intended, the currency reserves to the amount of stablecoin issued. So not actually in that case. So for example, with DAI, the collateral used is Ether. So people using smart contracts, they lock up an amount of Ether and then they're given DAI as a result. So it works in the same way as like Tether works, but it's using cryptocurrency, it's all on chain, and it technically doesn't require a third party. And there's no there's no one like with a bank full of dollars looking after the money. That isn't the case. So in that in that regards, it actually is very decentralized. Um, and then it's over collateralized. So even if the price of Ether tanks, it still has enough kind of collateral in the bank, unless there are worst case scenarios where if, if Ether tanked like 90%, then that could like break the system. And, and then they basically have a nuclear button where they press it and the whole thing goes down. I, I had a chat with Rune uh, about a year and a half ago. And he did say something like that, that what would happen if there was extreme fluctuations in, in the market is either A, you would have to put in more ether to uh, you know, to create the reserve that you needed to to have the die that you needed or you, that was released uh, with the collateral, or you'll just be liquidated. So you would have that, those two options, either be liquidated or put up more collateral. So you said that MakerDAO isn't fully decentralized. Are they going to become fully decentralized in the future? Yeah, so um, I actually just looked it up and they are working on having the entire system run by a decentralized autonomous organization. And I think this would largely work through the maker token, which is their governance token. And in theory, people who held that token would be able to vote on changes to the network, which I think is already happening, but they would be able to have complete control over the whole system. And the maker holders would just, those would basically be in charge. So it'd be a decentralized network of people and they would continue to operate this network. And, and if all those people made bad decisions and and it all went terribly that that you know then it would fail but if they all looked after it then it then it would succeed um so yes it is going to move towards full de- decentralization right on tim thank you very much for coming on the show today no problem anytime in other news commissioner hester pierce also known as crypto mom doesn't like the way the sec traded telegram's ico which the sec sued telegram over its 1.7 billion dollar ico which caused the company to abandon its crypto project commissioner pierce says the enforcement action was wrong and would only lead to innovators avoiding the united states 
A fun little tidbit, I looked up the organizational chart and Commissioner Pierce reports directly to the chair. This is a vocal break in ideology within the top levels of the SEC. I hope, for crypto's sake, they start listening to Commissioner Pierce. Will DeFi hit $5 billion in 2020? Well, you can bet on it. Literally. Polymarket is now taking bets on what the total value of DeFi accounts will be at year's end. And just for reference, on July 7th of this year, it was only $2 billion. Then, two weeks later, it's $3 billion. They started taking over under bets at $4.1 billion just a week ago, and now it's risen to $5.16 billion in seven days. What do you think? You think it's going to be over or under $5.1 billion at year's end? Let me know, Matthew Aaron at decryptmedia.com. Latvian police seize $890,000 in assets, which include cryptocurrency, houses, and cars. It was found that the organized group massively purchased people's data on Darknet Online, as well as access data to profiles on various platforms, compromised email passwords, and other personal data in order to gain access to their electronic personal payment data later. These Latvian residents reportedly spent all their ill-gotten gains to fuel their luxurious lifestyle. Apart from a large stash of cryptocurrencies, the police also seized 280,000 euro and 37,000 dollars in cash. 11 real estate properties worth 315,000 euro or the equivalent of 363,000 dollars and three cars with the combined worth of 34,500 dollars. The cars, they don't sound that luxurious, but still, would hate to have three of my cars stolen. Hey, I don't even have three cars. Don't seize my 2011 Subaru Forester. And finally, the Twitter hackers, the hackers that hacked the likes of Biden, Obama, Elon Musk, and more, are trying to cash out with their $120,000 in Bitcoin. CypherTrace is tracking that stolen Bitcoin. Hackers have tried to shift those funds through coin mixtures, exchanges, and gambling sites. But with CypherTrace in the community's eyes on the funds, it's going to be pretty hard to cash out. On a side note, if you have access to the president, the former president, the vice president, and Elon Musk's Twitter accounts, and all you got was $120,000, and now you can't cash it out, you failed. Well, that's all for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel, or should I say, same mat time, same mat channel. Ha ha, ha ha ha. Remember, wherever you listen to this, make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a five-star rating and a comment. It helps us stay visible. Also, don't forget to go to decrypt.co for your daily news and get that app so you can be on the train, on the bus, going to work, or just, you know what, at work, not doing anything, on Decrypt's app, reading the news. Because what's better than going to the office and doing what you're not supposed to be doing but getting paid for it? I'll see you tomorrow.